Hello, everybody. Jeff Mason with Simple Biz 360, episode 58. Yes, we are coming to you from the new revamped studios and new branding of stlouispodcast.com. It is Half Coast Studios, and we are coming to you from the new studio in the Creevecore area of, of St. Louis. Missouri. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everybody's uh, getting ready to have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, we just are so excited to you today on this episode. First things first, uh, at the lower right hand portion of your visual screen on YouTube, uh, you can click onto that little uh, pinwheel favicon and that'll take you to the subscribe uh, button. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast. It's free. We, we keep it 10 to 12 minutes every week. And aside from um, some of the interviews we do, but you know, we just like to hone in on one set of business conditions, yak about it a little bit, and then uh, we're off to the races. So any rate, uh, Christmas time's coming up. We have our book on Amazon, 1895. Got, uh, got a couple dozen great reviews up on Amazon. You can check them out. Uh, but it's uh, Simple Biz 360, Timeless Business Tools, great stocking stuffer. We got books. If you need to order through our website, you're welcome to, simplebiz360.com. Uh, we have everything there. And today we're going to have an exciting show. We're going to talk about cryptic communication. And I don't know about you, but if you're like me, I've noticed a lot uh, more of the professional communication I receive from businesses is it oftentimes uh, very um, hard to decipher. It's just getting to look more and more like a short social media post than it is a quality piece of correspondence. And so I just kind of want to talk about it because it's a growing trend. And, and, and really, you know, the question I have for us is what does it mean to us as business owners? Do we need to look and examine how we communicate, make sure we're not being cryptic? Or do you just want to let crypticness fly and uh, don't worry about it? I mean, it's up, uh, up to you. But here's what I see. I see choppy content. I see brevity. I see unstructured sentences. I see that that lack of professional polish and presentation. Uh, words are dismantled in favor of abbreviations and and acronyms and, uh, you know, almost like text messaging, like I said, and just, you know, some cases, no regard at all for grammar. And, and again, I want to throw this out to the committee. Is that how you want to communicate with your customers? Is, is that showing your customers the proper level of respect? Is that allowing you to do business, um, you know, the right way? And again, these are all questions you would have to answer yourself. I think what it does in, all, in, in cases, as I live through it myself as a business owner, uh, I think it, it creates this type of confusion, unclear calls to action, distorted assignments. I don't understand sometimes who's supposed to do what in these pieces of communication. It's misunderstood solutions. What are we really talking about here? I, this is too, I, I just don't understand who, 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 what, how, um, unclear requests, you know, somebody sends something. I can't tell you how many times it's ended up. Yeah, well, I asked you that for, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, wow, I didn't see that in there. Yeah, that's why I sent it. Well, I didn't know that was your motive. It didn't cl clearly state it. You know, uh, so, you know, comprehension fuzziness that requires additional email or text volleys and exchanges just to clarify things. Again, you know, we're going back to that. Why create extra unnecessary volleys, email, text, phone, whatever it may be, just because your first message wasn't clear enough, there wasn't, you know, the clarity that was necessary for someone to just read it and do what needs to be done. It muddies expectations. And, you know, sometimes timelines are missing. So I think this cryptic communication that just 
you know, I, I got I got a couple pieces of a communication from a CEO just over the weekend and, and, and a couple days ago. And I, you know, it's all I could do to figure out what they're really trying to say. And I know, I know the vein in which it was written. At least I think I know the vein. It's like, hey, dude. I'm a CEO. I'm really busy. I have limited amount of time. Here's what my thoughts on this. And I'm sorry, the thoughts were a little bit unclear. So, you know, and it's happened. It just happens all the time. It really is. And and it's really something that I think um, we as business owners, we just got to check ourselves, take a look at it, have somebody else look at the communication. Is it what we really want to send in my you know, my feeling all along on communication is I endorse courtesy communication, meaning you get to the customer before they get to you. But in line with that, I also endorse listing things out. If you've got seven things you want to tackle, then list those seven things. And if you've got seven calls to action, list those seven calls to action. If, if this is a if this is a uh, solution you're trying to craft, don't put it on the email that says, how you doing, and expect someone two months later to remember that uh, embedded in the long string of emails about how you doing was the seven solutions we need to pursue to uh, you know, retain this business or take care of this problem. You know, it, it, give it its own subject matter, give it its own subject header integrity, you know, and, and that's all I think part and parcel of this whole attitude of just scant, quick, fast communication. Text messaging, I get it. It's, it there's a necessity for that. There's a place for that. But is there really a place or necessity for that when we're talking about good quality pieces of communication? And I hearken back to uh, that, that famous fax. I mentioned it in my book. Was, it, was really a, it was really a turning point in my career for communication. I had my Kohl's buyer, and uh, I'd gone through years of courting the Kohl's company, and they'd never bought my products. Finally, they started buying from me. And it was because this buyer just, he really liked how I did business. And so we had a bunch of things in, in the hopper, and we had, we had to have a 10-minute phone call, and that's all he could give me. And so he said, if, you were, if you'd be kind enough to just, you know, fax me because we didn't have email back then fax me all the things you want to talk about and you know make them quick concise so we can just rifle through it all I got is 10 minutes and I mean I had big financial decisions embedded in this fax I mean there was some really critical stuff that would have cost me tens of thousands of dollars had it not been um, properly decided upon by this buyer so I, I figured, I'd, I said, you know, I got to do this different. If, he, if we only got 10 minutes, I got to frame this up different. So I kind of went to an old outline style, if you will, with bullet points and everything. But I segmented everything. And, you know, first, first element, you know, second element, each one had five points, eight points. I went on down the line to seven elements and bingo. Fax it over. Call them at the time. It's, you know, we're supposed to have our conversation and this guy just, he flipped out in a very good way. He said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is what you, this is great. He goes, I can't believe that this is just how I wanted it. Jeff, this is awesome. Let's go down the line. I got 10 minutes. And we finished that conversation in nine minutes. I got my decisions, and this guy was the happiest camper I'd ever seen. So you know what? I switched gears starting that day, and I really have never been an advocate of cryptic communication. I've been an advocate of attention to detail because I want to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm 
making, getting the right feedback, making the right decisions, saving the money where it needs to be saved, preventing disasters. And to do that, you've got to be very comprehensive, I think. You can be quick and brief and comprehensive, but you've got to be comprehensive. So, you know, what's the cost of cryptic... Um, you know, what, what is the cost? Well, you know, and again, the summary of it, I just think it's comp, it's just communication that lacks, you know, comprehension quality. It's just hard. It lacks attention to detail. So what's the cost? It's time wasting, you know, margin erosion equated with the mathematics of, of time is money. I mean, it's just, it's just, you're chipping away at extra volleys, extra time just to clear up your first piece of cryptic communication, uh, aggravation internally with your employees and externally with customers. It's just, you know, it's going to get, it, it's going to rub people the wrong way. It's just going to, certain people are going to not like it. Certain people never say anything. And who knows if you're, you know, if they're going to complain about it in secret or if they're going to kind of take that silent business killer uh, approach and, you know, strike out against your business when they're talking at the water cooler to their employees or other people. We don't know, but it's, it's certainly, uh, it's going to create some aggravation when you don't spell things out well and, and, and write good emails or good communication. Duplication of effort, duplication of solutions that result in unnecessary loss of pr profit. I mean, what if, you know, all of a sudden it gets full fuzzy and choppy and two people are, are working on the solution. Now you got two resources doing what only one should do. And what if, what if you send the customer a duplicate shipment Two people take care of a problem. Let's say it's a product that uh, needs to be resent to a customer at your cost. I, I, I don't know about you, but in my household, my wife and I have experienced that type of thing where we got things sent to us and she'll call them and say, hey, um, you know, your store chain sent me two of these things. I only need it. Well, I'll just keep the other one. Forget. We're not going to take it back. Well, okay. Don't know what that $39.99 product cost you, but you're just relinquishing that to error. Okay, well, you know, small businesses, we can't afford to do that, guys. So duplication of effort and duplication of solutions that lead to unnecessary loss of profit. Um, does this erode your repeat or referral business? I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's a question you got to ask yourself. Your customers like how you're um, doing your communication. Does it lower customer confidence and stimulate customer uh, defection? I, I mean, I think it lowers customer confidence. I think if, if I'm getting cryptic responses, very quick responses from people, uh, I tend to look at it this way, like, wow, you, you know, that took you all of 13 seconds and you punched some keys out or you, or you audibly spoke it. You really couldn't spend 45 seconds on me. I mean, I'm spending $2,600 with you. I, that's all I get. I mean, I just don't think that's, you know, it doesn't leave me with a good feeling. So I, again, I'm just using arbitrary mathematic example, but you know, that's how, that's how the consumer, that's how the receiver of this cryptic communication can, not always, but can interpret it and process it. So what, you know, I guess really question, is it really worth going down this cryptic communication message path? It's something that you'd have to examine in your own life. I'm just calling it out because it, it with the propensity of social media, with the propensity of text messaging, with the um, growth of you know, speed and multitasking and, and everything becoming so, um, there's so much on everyone's plate. There's a huge appetite now for communicating this way. And it, it, it leaves money on the table. I'm convinced it, it, it aggravates customers. You're losing profitability due to a sloppiness of interpretation, fuzziness of interpretation. So, you know, enough said, 
is it worth keeping going or is it worth changing? So that's really my question today about, you know, but, but it's cryptic communication. So let's, uh, let's see what, where that leads and, and, and what we can, uh, what we can do with it. So what I would love to do at this point is just kind of sew this one up, just food for thought, think about it. Uh, and you know what? I, I, I just talking about communication. A couple of weeks ago, we did a communication breakdown in our Lost on the Shuffle track. We got the lead out with that le- famous Led Zeppelin tune. Um, but uh, I sh- probably should have used it for today. But you know, I dipped into 1965 and a great band. I love them, The Who. And you know, one of their one of their great singles they produced in '65, and certainly one of their staples. That I think they opened opened up a lot of concerts with this. Is I can't explain. And uh, so we're going to put up the who I can't explain from 1965, let you enjoy that. And um, again, the book's available on simplebiz360.com, but really we'd love you to go on Amazon and purchase it this way. We'd love your review after uh, you read it. And, uh, but great Christmas presents, good little stocking stuffer, not too thick. You can see it's kind of a, it's a nice little uh, six by nine format. So at uh, any rate, whoop, there goes that one. Uh, I knew we'd have a prop failure one of these days. So uh, anyway, there goes that. Uh, remember, please, customer perception is customer reality. Get to the customer before they get to you. And remember to respond to all inquiries. Follow up, follow through. Thank you so much. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week.